Welcome back to another sci-fi episode where psychology and finances collide. So today we're going to be talking about thrifting. And just to go ahead and throw it out there, if you still choose not to thrift after listening to this podcast, it does not make you a bad person. It's an encouragement to think about it, and it's also some education on how to go about it if you choose to do this. So I have a lot of history with thrifting. My mom would take my siblings and I to thrift stores on post. I grew up in the army. And we would go off post many times as well because we knew that our birthday money and our chore money could be stretched when we went to a thrift store. So secondhand became my second language. Even as a teen and a young adult, out of necessity, I patron thrift stores before they were chic. And I'll, I'll tell you that thrifting saved my social life in high school and college. Uh, I actually remember distinctly folks in high school asking me where I got my clothes, saying it's cool. Those types of folks really boosted my spirits thinking, okay, well, I guess I'm pulling this off. And to this day, I frequent local thrift stores with my girls and love to show off my finds. We have learned it's the thrill of the hunt. Uh, It becomes quality time for us, but it sure is nice when you find a brand new outfit or even brand new shoes for five bucks. So not everyone is going to have the same results as every thrifter. It does take a little time and energy, and there are some expectations that you'll have to temper, but we'll get to those shortly. Thrift shopping is not only good for the budget, uh, but it is good for the soul, and I'm going to outlay some reasons why. So secondhand equals a second chance. Some people may not know that a lot of thrift store employees uh, were in need of a second chance themselves, uh, whether due to addiction, homelessness, domestic violence. Uh, A lot of them are working in these stores to help pay for their shelter or to even barter for their shelter. So when you donate to or you patron a thrift store, you are keeping folks gainfully employed. And you can be proud to know that you're providing both supply and demand, especially if you are donating to this thrift store and you're actually patroning as well and and purchasing things. One thing I'm going to say here is someone made a comment to me a long time ago about having a yard sale. And uh, it's it obviously it hurt, and that's why it has stuck with me, and I continue to process this out loud, apparently. She had made the comment that, oh, you know, I don't have yard sales. I go ahead and donate all my stuff to the thrift stores because they need it most. And I felt judged that I was having a yard sale for some reason. And, of course, being Olivia, I had the yard sale anyway because I like to think on my, no- my own. And But I think what really stuck with me about that is this person who said that obviously doesn't know 
truly how thrift stores work and how yard sales work. So a yard sale, you typically yard sale items are going to be cheaper than thrift store items. I think what deters a lot of people from thrift stores is because they'll walk in and they'll see that maybe a used sweater is priced at $5. And that same person could say, well, you know, I can find this at Amazon brand new for 7 Or I can go to a big box store when they're having a clearance sale and go through their items and find the same or a similar item for $5 or less. So a lot of folks, when they think thrift shopping, they don't want to pay a certain amount of money for a gently used item because they can find it elsewhere for a comparable price. But again, it's not just about the price. It's about the charity that's behind the thrift store as well. But What occurs at a yard sale is most people are going to be pricing these items just to get them out of their garage, get them out of their closets to make room. And hey, by the time you listen to this podcast, it's probably January, February timeframe. And this is the time of year where you see all the plastic bins at the big box stores that are on sale because they know people are putting their holiday things away and they're also doing a little cleanup and maybe they had a New Year's resolution to get rid of clutter. Wonderful things for these plastic bins. So as you see these, I hope that you're reminded grab a plastic bin and make a donation or don't even buy a plastic uh, bin and just get a plastic bag out of your kitchen and throw stuff in there and donate to these charities or have a yard sale. At the yard sale where I was going with this is you're going to price those items a little lower than what they would be priced at a thrift store. And so truly a yard sale can be more beneficial and more charitable to the community. So don't ever feel badly about having a yard sale. The other thing with a yard sale is you might have a financial goal where depending on how much I make at this yard sale, this is what's going to go towards the cost of a new oven. You might have a need yourself. It's not everyone else that's always in need. You yourself having the yard sale, you might be in need. And I think that's just a smart way of finding the extra cash to put towards a financial goal. So nothing wrong with having a yard sale over donating. Now, here's the second one. Curb the trash, but not the blessing. So the old adage, one man's trash is another man's treasure, cannot be overstated here. This is where you can consider placing unwanted but still usable items on the curb. Let me tell you something. When I was growing up, I was that child that would go around with my dad with his pickup truck. And we would just go around and see what items had been discarded in the neighborhood. And this was in the 80s. (laughs) And we would find the most mismatched pieces of furniture or trinkets or items that I just treasured when I was 8, 
probably 8 to 12, because it was around that 12-year-old mark when I started getting embarrassed when we would do that. So, But that four-year run that I had with my dad, finding those items uh, was just absolutely a blessing for the whole family. So you'd be amazed how many families truly are blessed by those discarded items that you're leaving on the curb that becomes public domain. Even if it's a neighbor or a professional resale junker taking it off your hands, you're still helping someone and you're helping the planet as well because it's not necessarily going to be trash. It's going to be someone else's treasure. The third one is that thrift shopping can also promote financial literacy. When you take your children or your grandchildren to a secondhand store, a yard sale, or to an online marketplace, you can teach them the value of money and the concept of depreciation. I learned that at a very young age, as I shared when I would go thrifting with my mom Uh, when I was a child with my birthday money, with my chore money, I knew that I could buy more merchandise. I can get more for my money at a thrift store than at a big box store. And so for children, a lot of times more is better, at least in our limited thinking. Another thing that you can think of is hosting a yard sale for the kids so that they can gain retail knowledge and even kindle a little entrepreneurial spirit. And you can watch them uh, clean their rooms and declutter their rooms by themselves when they have that little motivation to tell them that they get a 10% cut of the profits when they donate or, or help with the yard sale. They can get really excited about that. Both my girls have a long history of helping me with yard sales. And I even had one child who wanted Legos one year. That's all she wanted. She couldn't get enough Lego sets. And she liked following the directions, putting things together. She's my little engineer. She said, I would like to sell all of my American Girl doll things. And by the way, these were knockoff American Girl doll things. (laughs) She didn't know it, but we called it American Girl doll. But she wanted to sell all of those things, all of those accessories, including her dolls, so that she can earn some cash for the Lego sets. That girl cleaned house. I told her because it was her idea and because I fully supported it, as a solid financial plan, I told her she could have 100% of the profits. And so she, she pulled in a lot of cash and she was able to get about four Lego sets. Um, And we know how expensive those are. So that kind of gives you an indication of what she brought in. So again, that's promoting financial literacy for your children or your grandchildren. The, the last one that I have here for you, another reason to do or to engage in thrift shopping is it can be an overspender's detox. And the reason I say this is a lot of us who engage in overspending, there's something else tied to the behavior of spending than meets the eye. A lot of times it's to meet an emotional need. Maybe it's quality time with family. 
And some folks find it dopaminergic, which is a fancy word for saying it's addictive. You have the same level of dopamine that is overflowing your brain like a volcano when you purchase something the same as when you are using a substance. So that dopaminergic high that you experience, especially for folks that say, hey, this is retail therapy, it's because you experience a drop or an increase in dopamine. The dopamine is flowing through your brain. So the brain does not discriminate when it comes to reward. So you can experience that same high at a thrift store as you would a larger retailer and then you spend less money and you're less likely to break the bank or overspend. That's why it becomes a detoxification for overspending. You can create a more realistic, safer method for detoxifying without going bankrupt or without denying yourself those small pleasures. Eventually, however, for the overspender, the goal would be to replace that reward or that dopamine high of shopping with the dopamine high of saving. And yes, that can be a thing. So I would like to also inform you of some tips, especially since I've been doing this most of my life, on how to become a successful thrifter. The first thing you need to know is that you can never make too much money to thrift. Again, it's not just about saving money. It's about being eco-friendly, recycling, upcycling, and supporting charities or families through your patronage. Number two, don't expect professional displays and organization. If your brain becomes overloaded when you walk into like TJ Maxx or other stores that are not as organized or where you would find different sizes of the same thing, then you're going to be even more discombobulated when you walk into a thrift store, except that you will be walking into chaos, knowing that you are hunting, not browsing. There's a huge difference there. So you really have to set yourself up psychologically if you've never done this before. And you also need to know that not all thrift stores are created equal. Some are going to be quite kitschy where they have things that are displayed where you're thinking who in the world would ever buy something like this. But don't automatically turn around and walk out just because you see something you wouldn't purchase. You have to be willing to hunt. And then there'll be others that are aesthetically pleasing, but It's not going to be like your Kohl's or your Belk stores where they have things that are delicately placed and strategically placed to make you want to purchase more. (laughs) They're not going to necessarily have those beautiful displays. The third thing is you have to map out at least three thrift stores or yard sales before you begin your hunt. Because that you know that you're not going to find everything that your heart desires. It's going to require patience and you'll have to go back and do periodic shelf checks because they do get donations throughout the week. So it's not about going every week, but just knowing that it is part of the hunt. And estate sales are other things that you can look into and, and plan it and make a day of doing something like that. The fourth tip 
is to be leery of buying things that you cannot wash, such as couches, rugs, stuffed animals, mattresses. I would, I hate that I'm even saying this word out loud, but bed bugs are a thing. So be very cautious about that, what you are purchasing at thrift stores. My rule to my girls, if, if it can't go in the washing machine or be wiped down, we're not going to get it. So be sure to thoroughly wash and wipe down after you purchase things. And there's also room for haggling. Here's another tip. You need, you need to understand that folks at a yard sale or in the business of thrifting expect haggling. That's part of the fun. And I had to teach my girls this because they were quite uncomfortable with this at first because they thought they were insulting the folks that had their items on display by haggling with them rather than just giving them the dollar amount they had on the tag. But it becomes um, part of that dopaminergic high for folks that are doing these types of things. And a lot of folks do this as a way of life. The professional hunters who go and resell those items, they know and expect you to haggle. It is not insulting. And by the way, if you plan to have a yard sale, strategically price your items with hagglers in mind. And you can even haggle at an antique warehouse or a thrift store. If you're at a boutique even where they are, they have those items, they have the cell phone numbers of the folks that are consigning these items and will call them to ask if they are willing to take the price that you are presenting. Here's the last tip for you. Never believe that your stuff is too old or too fancy to donate. I am one of those old souls who loves vintage stuff. I can only imagine what may have been going through the mind of a daughter or a son whose mom gave up this skirt that my friend and I fought over recently. It had to be a 1970s skirt that was homemade by a seamstress back in the day. And it was perfect. Uh, my friend and I fought over the skirt. I won, uh, but I told her she could borrow it. We're still friends. But those that is the perfect story to remember that when you are donating things, you never know who's going to like your stuff. Even if you absolutely hate your stuff, you don't think anyone else is going to like it. It is sure to bless somebody else's life. So I'll leave you with the tip the final tip to save your money and try thrifting. Give it a shot. If you don't like it, you don't have to continue it, but it's, it's worth a try. Enjoy. Enjoy.